0: Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes
1: in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, yes, we are inside the bank that focuses on understanding you. That's Renaissance Bank. And it must be the case because they keep winning awards top 10 among banks nationwide in terms of their customer service that's not just me saying that that's time magazine's com. that's forbes magazine in survey after survey renaissance finishes at the top of the heap when it comes to customer service so if that is something that you're interested in for your bank and uh, the banking experience that you have with your uh, in your business then I suggest you go to renaissancebank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Joel Byers. Joel is a comedian, a podcaster, and I think this is going to be fun. Uh, I'm have <laughs> I am gonna. I hope this is going to be fun, <laughs> right, Joel? Yes. Joel's, Joel's like, uh, we'll see if I have fun or not. Uh, uh, let's talk about you and your work. How are you serving folks
0: out there with comedy? Uh, I serve folks through comedy, whether it's performing it, whether it's teaching it, whether it's doing interviews about it. I grew up a fan of comedy and a house of educators and used comedy as a way to really build a fan base now doing this over 12 years so mm. it's really been a it's the most fun and rewarding job i could ever ask for
1: what uh, let's dig deeper into that like what that journey was i mean you said uh, uh, uh your ed- your parents were educators i mean what what about that led you into comedy well, I think like education,
0: it is. It's a, It's like a a service job, you know. It's it's really providing a service that can be sometimes underappreciated. And at one time, I did want to be a teacher. I thought about it, and then I thought, nah, I'd rather be a comedian, you know, because that's a dream job if you hate money. So I really dove <laughs> headfirst into comedy. But I think there's so many parallels in just like the impact and the importance of having a proper education and also having quality comedy in your life. I think there really is a parallel there that my parents have used throughout their lives and I think really instilled in me. I've always been a fan and it didn't hit me to actually pursue it until I was about to graduate from college. Really? And like two months away from graduation, I was like, well, I have nothing to lose. Sally Mae took everything else. So might as well just try this stand-up thing I've thought about. And then from then on, I've done nothing but pursue it. And now I'm happy to say it's my full-time profession.
1: That's that's awesome. Your parents must have been mortified. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> at that point, two months before graduation, I think I'll be a comedian. But
0: that happens with comedians. I mean, there's plenty of stories. I think Brian Regan is one who dropped out the week of graduation when he started stand-up. So before he graduated. Before he graduated from college. Lovely. He, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but my parents, uh, thankfully have always been so supportive Uh and always believed in me and instilled that mindset of like, you, you're going to do something great. You're going to do something that really has a positive impact in the world. And I think them instilling that in me gave me the confidence to actually pursue this passion that I think a lot of times people are afraid to take that leap.
1: Mm. Yeah. I love that. Now you, okay. So 2 months before graduation you decide you go into comedy. You graduate. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Yes. And then what happens? What did you do? Well, like most college grads, the next step is to move back in at home. Uh, you know,
0: I think that's right. usually how it goes. Nothing changes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is a like college grad living at home is stressful. You know, 9 to 5 is a long time to be alone. Right. So, you know, it really It's really stressful.
1: That's right. Yeah, but,
0: but what that looked like is uh, I worked at Enterprise Rent a Car for a little while, not to brag, uh-huh. but um, and really through that time I would work from like seven to five and then be out doing open mics all night and then just repeat that for months and really a few years and then from that point I saved up enough to where I can move out on my own and I actually started to take lesser paying jobs that afforded me more freedom to pursue comedy. So I went from like enterprise to like waiting tables, to washing Mm. dishes, to delivering pizzas, to refilling mini bars. And all of this was in pursuit to get me to becoming a full-time professional comedian, which took me about seven to eight years before I actually took that official leap into it. So it was a process, but throughout that whole time, just like developing any skill, it's a lot of repetition, learning and failing, and then retrying.
1: And so would you say you're self-taught? That's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, I, I've, I'm definitely a student of comedy for mm-hmm. sure. Not just a, a teacher of it, but also a student still. And like I've interviewed over 400 comedians on my podcast about comedy and I'm still learning every single day, but I've I've read books about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always learning, but it's definitely one of those things with comedy that you learn, you can learn the fundamentals, but you do have to put them into practice if not even if you want to be like a full-time comedian, you know, I most of the people that I teach are people in different industries that want to pursue it or just as a way to learn how they can use it to be better at sales or learn how to be more confident in public speaking or just be more comfortable or learn more about themselves, or it's a bucket list item. Most of the people aren't the people that want to pursue stand-up full-time. Right. right. What they learn when they get into it is, oh, I don't just learn how to write a joke and then that's it. You really mm-hmm. have to like learn how to write that joke, test it out and then like rework it and really build out your comedy that way.
1: Um, so I want to get to that, uh, cause that's important. Uh, those are important concepts for our audience, certainly. But, um, Let's get back to your podcast for just a second. So it's the Hot Breath podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So you can find it on all the major podcast apps, I yep. assume. So let's just give you a shout out on that. But let's talk about some of those lessons that you learned from those. I mean, it's 400 plus comedians. We're we're talking about people like Jeff Foxworthy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, you've you had quite a list, list of great guests. So talk about what you've learned. What I've learned from interviewing so many comedians at, at that level
0: of like a Jeff Foxworthy is that, no one is immune to the work. Like at any point, and I've learned that as well because what I what I love, I'm a student of like business as well because it is show business. Mm-hmm. Like as a comedian, it's two jobs. Like the show, developing your act is one job. And then the business side is a whole other side you have to learn. Mm-hmm. So I love learning from business as well as I'm I'm an entrepreneur myself. So mm-hmm. things I've learned from people at like Jeff's level is that they work hard at this. Like it's not like, they just lucked into becoming successful. These are people who worked very hard, took their craft very very seriously and over time just developed a skill that they were able to then level up and build these huge businesses that they have right but no one got big by accident. It was a lot of hard work that really led to their success.
1: Yeah and I think those of us who are not don't have that talent that has been developed because of that all that hard work. So let's get that in, right? Mm-hmm. Um some of us shortchange that, right? I mean mm-hmm. we think, oh well, Jeff or Joel or you know, Cedric, the entertainer, whoever, they, they've got this natural talent. All they've got to do is just show up on stage and it all happens, right? Right. It, nothing could be further from the truth. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's the people who are willing to commit are the ones that, you know, get that payoff at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's with anything though, right? It's, right. Even in business, I think sometimes we see a lot of these big business leaders on YouTube or whatnot. And they're like, Oh, well that's because we can find an excuse for like why they got to where they are or Mm -hmm. whatnot. But in all my research, like people don't get there by accident. And Mm -hmm. I think it's pursuing what you believe in, what you're passionate about. And for me, I'm passionate about comedy. So I was willing to put in that work. So I think that's with anyone in any business of creating a business around something you're actually passionate about and willing to put in the work that may not pay dividends
1: until several years down the road. We could end this show right here and have great lessons for our audience, so thank Good. you for that, Joel. Uh, Joel Good. Byers, folks, uh, comedian Joel Byers, and also the he's the host of the podcast Hot Breath. I love that name. <laughs> <Thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than Bad Breath, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about com- comedy and business. Mm-hmm. So um, you've talked about some of the lessons of hard work and repetition and so forth, but talk about... Um, Some of the other things that that you've learned from comedy that apply to business. Well, I think something people don't
0: consider with comedy is how serious it can be in a business setting in terms of just the benefits of it. I think a lot of times comedy just kind of gets this rap of, oh, it's people being silly and it's kind of like it's a way we can kill time. For like you know, I perform at holiday parties and things like that, and sometimes people are like, "Oh, it's a time to let go and laugh," which it is. Mm -hmm. But the mental benefits of laughter, and especially in the, there's been so many studies, especially in the corporate setting, especially with the Great Resignation, and now more people working virtually, and people trying to figure out how to continue to build team synergy across Zoom and things like that. You know, so the benefits of laughter, I mean it, it adds adrenaline, like it releases a cocktail of hormones in your brain. It, adrenaline, it lowers your cortisol, it releases oxytocin. There's a there's a a study out there that shows that laughing has the same benefits of meditating, exercising, and having sex at the same time. I know this is a clean show, but Whoa. you know I, 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 this is a clean show <laughs> okay, here. Yeah. Right. But the the hormones are there and it really has those benefits that really add to a business setting. Yeah. I didn't mean, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to drop that word
1: on you there. Do you no, know? I hope I, hope we
0: didn't lose any listeners. No, My wife I, is going to be so disappointed. I'm sorry. Fortunately,
1: honey. we're not FCC regulated, <laughs> but, uh, but um, uh, that's, yeah, that's very interesting. And I think business leaders, uh, managers are sometimes afraid, right? Mm-hmm. They're yes. afraid to let loose because they think, oh, we, we're we not going to be able to get back people back into their roles or what have you, Mm -hmm. right? And what you're saying is that helps them in their roles.
0: Yes, it builds so much trust and connection between teams. Because a lot of the work I've done is cuz I've also done like team building training and like improv training within companies mm-hmm. who have different silos within the company that they want to bring together and they can have like a more cohesive team feel even though they're working in their separate silos. Mm. And comedy is the best way. Laughter is the best way to build trust, to build connection and to really build a rapport that otherwise may not be there cuz the the corporate world can be so it could be uptight and there, there can be like, well, it's got to be this way because of X, Y, and Z. But people find, and the research has shown, that companies are actually more productive when they do have comedy within their business. And it doesn't have to be telling jokes. Like if, if you don't want to like work with someone like me, thinking of ways to just add a little more comedy in your everyday work. You could just smiling more yeah. has been proven to show that it can just add more overall productivity, even if you make jokes at work that aren't funny, but the attempt is there, appropriately, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. But even just the attempt has been shown to release that oxytocin and that adrenaline that I talk about and that builds that trust with the person. So there's so many different benefits that even if you're not, quote, a stand-up or, quote, funny, even just introducing a few little things like that into your everyday business will actually help.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't mean you're turning the the workplace into a comedy club. No. At all. It just it just means like you're saying you're you're introducing uh, strategic points of levity, right? Yes. Exactly. Yes. And and just making the world a little bit lighter place. Yeah, so it's more for your fun. people to exist in, right? Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, not a comedy club, but just make it a little more lighthearted and I think people will be pleasantly surprised.
1: And I don't think I need, this is, this is certainly not breaking news, but I mean, we, we've got a, uh, some people say a dark world right now. I mean, there's all sorts of bad news and there, and particularly if you want to find it, you can go find a lot of bad news (laughs) and and ways to, uh, be down on uh, human existence. Uh, but so if you've got a workplace that makes your life a little lighter, um, that that sounds like a a talent attraction and retention tool to me exactly yeah that's that's the whole point of doing it is to give
0: people a reason to look forward to coming to work and mm-hmm. to feel more comfortable there and more likely to you know go above and beyond because they actually enjoy where they're working i know from personal experience with several friends who have have since the pandemic even like switched jobs and things just because they're like, oh, well, it's not worth it anymore. But I really do believe from doing comedy over 12 years, from teaching it, from interviewing so many comedians. And I do a lot of the research just into the power of comedy beyond just standing on stage and telling jokes. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe as we're coming out of this pandemic, and like I said earlier, like the great resignation, and like people are really starting to second guess, I really do think comedy can be kind of the tool that kind of brings us all back
1: together. Yeah. I love that. Comedian Joel Byers is with us, folks. And he is a comedian, a podcaster, uh, a business coach. Uh, Talk. I want you to respond to something that I I hear some folks saying as they're listening to this interview. Joel, that's not possible for me. I'm an introvert. Well, that's why I brought up
0: the simple things you can do of just smiling more uh-huh. at the in the workplace. And listen, my trust me, I I my wife is an introvert. She would be uncomfortable even me just saying my wife on here. Uh-huh. But even her, she has seen the benefit when she started to come out of her shell a little bit. And it's just incrementally. It's not like overnight you're gonna start telling jokes or whatnot. Or even if you don't want to, but just being aware of it and actually mm-hmm. seeking it out will actually help you to become a little more out of your shell, a little more comfortable, even if you don't want to tell jokes and be the life of the party or whatnot. I think just being aware of it will really help you to start noticing it more, and you can start to find your own little ways to incorporate humor into your life. Even if it's not you telling the jokes, you just listening to comedy more. I think mm-hmm. it really will help with those benefits. Even if it's not you doing the comedy, you consuming
1: it can also help. That makes a lot of sense. Now let's talk about some of the work that you do specific work that you do. Um, I'm interested in the, the, uh, business, uh, coaching the seminars, the, the, um, um, getaways that you do with teams. So how does that work? I mean, you bring folks in and, um, what, what, how does that unfold? Give, give someone that's interested in that a little flavor of all that. Yeah,
0: so the main way I do it is through improv comedy. I'll go into a company and I'll have some of my comedian friends with me and we will actually teach members of a business the fundamentals of improv comedy and then they will actually practice it together. And it's always fun and it's always unexpected because improv is a thing that it's not as, quote, structured as stand-up, so it's a little bit more accessible. And it's just a fun way for people to be goofy and kind of let go a little bit. You know, Mm -hmm. the crazy thing is like there's a statistic that children laugh like 400 times a day and adults like 15. Mm. It's that much of a drop off between when we were children to when we're adults. Wow. So when you give people a safe space, even if it's something they're not comfortable with, when they get into a safe space where they can kind of get out of their comfort zone a little bit, it inspires them and encourages them to do that outside of that space. So I found that improv comedy is the best way to really build that team synergy and really build a rapport within a team. And they learn the power of comedy along the way. Mm-hmm.
1: So you also do, uh, MC work. You, mm-hmm. you do, um, uh, you, uh, award shows, um, um, different speaking gigs. Talk a little bit about that. Yes,
0: I I was actually just fortunate enough uh my alma mater actually um hired me to come do their founders day uh celebration this year on their homecoming weekend. So it was their their big fundraiser event where they really like honor like the biggest fundraisers of that year and I got actually got to go MC that which is oh, a wow. lot of fun. Oh wow, that's cool. So it's it's just a fun way to just add a little just add a little like like you said levity into an environment where otherwise may be like, all right, let's read these names mm-hmm. and then move on with it. You know, right. so I've, I've emceed events like that for like my alma mater, the chamber of commerce, things like that. And also just done stand up at events as well. I'm, just tomorrow I'll be in Knoxville performing at a holiday party and I'm going to be doing some stand up and then also hosting their ugly sweater Competition, ah, oh. <laughs> as well. So, I, I anywhere there's a microphone and yep. there's an opportunity to do public speaking, mm-hmm. I, I'm there for it. And I think comedy is public speaking specifically is a lot of people's number one fear. So, if you can get someone in there who is comfortable and competent at it and understands the context of the environment, like me, I'm a clean comedian. I you know I want grandkids to grandparents at my shows that mm-hmm. that's my goal and that's my vision so if I can apply that to whatever I do whether it's emceeing or stand up then that that's really what I aim to do
1: Yeah that's you know I, I, as you're talking I'm sitting here thinking about some of these uh awards events that i've been to and and graduation ceremonies are the worst right i mean you, you've got you've got these people walking across the stage and you know uh uh john wilson you know i mean and if 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 they weren't walking you, you would think they're dead right i mean the, the way the way the way they do these things yep. uh so it would be nice to have uh, in some of these events a little more um it's not just levity it's humanity right yeah and laughter also helps with
0: memory as well so when you when you tie laughter to a certain experience you're more likely to remember it you're more likely to tell other people about it you're more likely to go back and experience that again so yeah it helps way beyond just people reading it in a more entertaining way
1: it actually has amazing benefits beyond that yeah so you you mentioned Knoxville, so you travel, mm-hmm. so you've got a, a wide uh, geography that you work in, not yes. just here in the Atlanta area. For sure, yeah. For I, I've traveled as far as Japan to really? to do
0: stand up before. Okay. Yes, but yeah, I travel all over. I was just in Oregon not long ago. So mm-hmm. yes, yes, I am. I'm mobile, and my wife appreciates it. <laughs> She's like, go, go, well, yeah, go. I'll be, I'll be gone with you, <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. I, I need my alone time with
1: the dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the let, let's just talk about. I guess the you mentioned your wife. I mean, let's talk about the balance and the the line between like the, the, the comedy and as a profession, and then then everyday life for you. What does that look like?
0: Yeah. It, I Family is my number one priority and anything I do and the decisions I make, I really do think of how will this impact my family or how long will this take me away from my family and things like that. Like family is number one priority for me. And I think especially even in pursuing comedy, you know, it's, it's a full-time job. I'm working during the day and then I may be out at night or maybe gone for a weekend or a Mm -hmm. week or whatnot, you know, just traveling out there. Right. So it's important for me that when I am home, I'm home. When, when we're having dinner together, I'm not on my phone. I'm like engaged. I'm having dinner with my wife. We're actually having a conversation. We're really, really, really mindful about that because I know several people in my industry personally. And I know in business in general that it's, you know, work you know grind it out you got to work hard mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. but i what i have learned is finding a balance has actually helped my business has actually helped me in my own personal endeavors when i have found that balance because it it gives me a break from it to when i come back to it it's fresh because there are nights i mean you know i'm i'm up till you know 11 midnight even if i'm not out of the show i may be up still working that way so when there is family time, I make sure that I am all in on that family time. And any like for the the um, event I did at my alma mater, we actually made a family trip out of it, and we actually went up there and we got to stay up there for the weekend. And if there's ways I can do that as well, I love to do it. But I think that balance is so important. I think now more mm. than ever, it's yes, your job is important, but having a life gives you some perspective and escape to when you come back to your job, you have new perspective and new energy
1: to really pursue it. Yeah. That, yeah, that's so important. It's true for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, not just a comedian or a, um, guy that does what I do. It's important for all of us. So thank you for that reminder. So what, what I would love it if you would share a success story, you know, a, a, Uh, situation where you've gone into a business and whether it's you've emceed their event or or you've done a a getaway with their team uh, that the feedback you got was a real transformation for them and they were really happy they hired you Uh, that is that may be one of my favorite things
0: about being a comedian providing comedy Mm -hmm. for the world is just after a show even just like the feedback of people saying, oh, I needed that or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and in the business setting specifically, my favorites are when I, when I do an event, whether I'm performing at it or it's like a training where they reach back out months from now and they're like, wow, we're still talking about that or wow, we're still applying what we learned in our everyday. You know, I did an event for a VMware, It's like a, it's like a, it's like a big company, but they have a location here Mm. in Atlanta. And I did like my improv training with them. And the person I worked with followed up with me, it was, it was several months later, just followed up just to thank me again because they could actually see that they were having more fun now. And there was, there was definitely, they said leaving that event, they felt more like friends than coworkers in a sense, which was, which was really rewarding as yeah. someone who started out just, you know, telling my jokes and just figuring out stand up to really seeing how I can apply comedy into more worlds and to see it actually working. Cause I know a lot of the times companies are hesitant because maybe they've brought in a speaker or they've done different experiment with different things. And it's like, Oh, that was cool for the moment. And then we kind of went back to what we were doing before, you know, and that was kind of what we did in that moment, but it didn't really stick. But I love hearing people learning the power of comedy and applying it and actually sticking and actually being a positive benefit for them.
1: So I've got to ask you the most important question, which <laughs> I've been waiting for this for this. OK, so, you know, how doctors talk about that, you know, they go to a cocktail party and, you know, like they're a, a heart surgeon and somebody says, hey, you know, hey, my back's hurting. Can you help yeah. me out? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, uh, I mean, when you go to a, uh, a party or something like that and you say, I'm a comedian does somebody say, make me laugh or what, 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 you know, you probably get that all the time, right? Always. Uh, yeah. yeah. Always. What's Every- your reaction to that? How do you deal with that?
0: You know, I've started to actually the most of the time it's like, Oh, well tell me a joke. <laughs> and I've started to be like, well, the only joke I can think of is that shirt you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Because if someone's gonna be bold enough to ask, they're they're most of the time bold enough to then be able to receive something like that in return. And I mm-hmm. say it with a smile so it's not coming off as cutting, but it right. is a way to be like, all right, get it. All right, let's right. move on. But I'm I'm always grateful when people ask just because it, it shows they're interested and they actually then
1: it can actually be a way to just start be a conversation starter. You sound like Don Rickles. He's the, the, <laughs> yeah. the insult comic famous insult comic god rest his soul who who was uh um some guy uh says to him you know hey you insult me and he says i only insult people that matter right so, <laughs> <laughs> so i love i love your response uh, joel Byers is with us folks uh he's a comedian a podcaster and uh you maybe you ought to hire him for your event uh, whether it's uh, a getaway, corporate getaway, team building, or uh, education, or uh, uh, award ceremony, what have you, an event. Um, Joel, let's get to the most important question, how folks can find you. The best way to find
0: me is my website, joelbyarscomedy.com, J-O-E-L-B-Y-A-R-S comedy.com. There's a contact form on there. You can just reach out to me directly, and I'd love to jump on a phone call and really talk through how we can work together.
1: Terrific. And tell people about your podcast, how they can find that too, and how they can realize how hard it is to be a comedian. I think that's really what that podcast is all about, right? Yeah. Yeah. The podcast is called hot breath. It's available on all podcast apps
0: and also have a YouTube channel where I have a lot of shorter clips as well. So if you just want to, if you search like how to write a joke, my podcast is probably going to pop up on there, but that's just hot breath on YouTube as well. So check it out. My wife appreciates it.
1: <laughs> I, My wife appreciates your support. I, I'm sure she does. Uh, Joel Byers, folks, uh, this has been a lot of fun, Joel. Thank you so much for the work you do. It's important work, and we're glad we could uh, celebrate it with you today.
0: Well, thank you, John. The work you do is very
1: important as well, so I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it. Thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick Reminder, if you're, if you, what's going on in your business is no laughing matter. And you know what I mean? If you're talking about administrative tasks that are piled high to do lists that you can't get to the bottom of books, bookkeeping that's out of order here, as we go to the end of the year and start a new tax season, um, If you've got some of those problems, then my suggestion is pick up the phone and call the folks at Office Angels, 770-442-9246, or go to officeangels.us. They've got a whole team of angels that they match to your needs, and those angels have the talent and experience necessary to handle work that's essential to creating and maintaining a successful small business. Yes, your business. It's your terms and your timeline. They can help for a year, a week, or just on one project. So get in touch with Office Angels and learn more, and I think you'll be glad you did. And by the way, I use their services. They're terrific. And folks, just a quick reminder, North Fulton Business Radio, we're coming up on show number 600, believe it or not, for um, our show series. And we have been around this long because of your great support. You have shared the show and uh, contacted our guest when they've uh, had their services or products or something that you need in your daily life, and we're grateful for that, and that's what it's all about here at Business Radio X and specifically this show, North Fulton Business Radio. So if you've found a reason here that, uh, and I can't imagine that you haven't uh, in this show, uh, that you know someone that could benefit from knowing Joel or Any of our other business leaders and the shows that we've done with them, please share the show. Uh, That's what it's all about at Business Radio X as we continue to fulfill our mission of celebrating the work of business in our community. So for my guest, Joel Byers, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.